1: happy thursday everybody this is fan fantasy baseball i'm your host al melchior and it's a good thursday because it's a nando thursday nando defino joining me for the show nando happy nando thursday
0: hey thanks very much al sorry the guys the guys here ahead of me uh turned the mics off <laughs> i didn't realize it i'm here now Al. what's up <laughs> We're
1: well, happy not Thursday to them as well. <laughs> uh, Al, you just
0: missed. Uh, uh, we were in here with the um, Chris and Al Manzo, you know, from Foul Territory, uh, and um, yeah. and they were doing Dear Albie. It was one of the most. They were reading old Dear Abby columns and making Al uh, Albie Manzo answer them as a gossip columnist. Pretty amazing stuff.
1: Well, I I, I did catch the very end of that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> entertaining stuff for sure uh well you know nando i start off pretty much every show saying so much to get to so much news now nah, there's really not that much going on today
0: <laughs> i know what are we gonna get off the off the rails on
1: <laughs> we'll find something and I, I don't think we're gonna have to worry about uh uh not getting to all the notes it it was a slow news day it's it's like the trade deadline's over there's a whole flurry of like closer stuff that happened after that and and then i think everybody was just tired
0: that must be it yeah who needs a couple days yeah yeah (laughs) nfl starts tonight you know some people have to write about both sports so it's tough
1: i guess that's it yeah gms were probably more focused on their uh fancy football drafts coming up or you know Maybe they were doing them uh, last night or this morning. But, you know, we we got enough. We got enough for a show. It's going to be a good show, Nando. Uh, Always is. And uh, I guess the, the, yeah, that's That's right. That's right. Uh, The big, biggest news is not great news. Uh, Andrew Miller went on the 10-day disabled list with patella tendinitis in his right knee. Uh, Gregory, Gregory Polanco, however, was activated yesterday. Uh, very brief stay on the DL with his hamstring strain. And Matt Garza already off the DL and already pitching today for our one game that's been in progress. Uh, Brewers and Cardinals that is tied nothing-nothing after two and a half innings. So I guess Matt Garza is okay. They uh, The Brewers still need another starter for Saturday. I'm hoping it's Brandon Woodruff. I see a lot of kind of rumoring on Twitter, that's going to be Brandon Woodruff. Do you do you know and do you care?
0: <laughs> no, man. Al I'm at the I'm at the point in my uh, well, look, I'm at the point in my season now where a couple of my leagues that I'm doing really well in don't have uh, free agent pickups anymore. Um, it's just in the in the rules of it all. Um, you know, I'm doing really well oh. on the score sheet. I, I think we have one more draft. So basically, I'm at the point where uh, he's kind of off my radar to a degree. I, at, th- at this point, I'm I'm just waiting for September call ups. Try and catch some lightning in a bottle. And not mess with kind of like the Brandon Woodruff types.
1: All right. Well, we'll see if I, if you're any more excited about the big Asher Wojciechowski news uh, that we'll talk about after the break. Anyway, uh, with that big cliffhanger, we are going to head to break and we're going to be right back.
0: 2016 Scott Engel predicted an impressive second season from Melvin Gordon. Jake Seeley recommended Jordan Howard. Bobby McMahon forecasted a JGI breakthrough. George Kurtz saw a big year coming from Matt Ryan. And Joe Galena picked Rashard Matthews as one of his top sleepers. These predictions turn fantasy owners into champions and the same crew returns this year. With more savvy calls in the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package at RotoExperts.com Don't miss the calls that create winners. Register now and enter free radio at checkout for a special discount.
1: Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm Al Melchior, the host of the show. With me is the guest of the show, Nando Defino. Uh So, Nando, you know, we were talking before the break, there's not a whole lot of news, really, not a lot of big news. But there is a lot of weather stuff that I think we need to pay attention to. I'm um, looking at the Roto Grinders uh, weather forecast, as I do pretty much every day on the show. And it seems like there's, there's some bad weather in the Great, Great Lakes region. That could mess up some games.
0: That's even worse for us, then. Well, actually, that's worse for you tomorrow when you have to review these games that were never played and there's still no news. (laughs) Good luck, Al. (laughs)
1: That's right. Yeah, well, uh, let me run through these. Uh, So, uh, yeah, it also looks like maybe a little bit in the the Northeast, too. But, uh, uh, yeah, the Cubs, 15%. What am I saying? That one just got started. So that one's, well, I guess, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of an increase in the chance there. So, uh, but that year I'm sure your lineup is locked on that one, but, um, the Indians hosting the Yankees tonight, seven ten PM and a uh, big chance of rain right beforehand goes down to 20% at game time and the twins, I think, yeah, this is the big one. Uh, twins are hosting the Rangers at seven ten central at target field, 35% chance of rain right at game game time. Uh, will decrease shortly thereafter, but you know, the, I look at this nondo and I kind of laugh because, like yesterday, there was it looked like a lot of rain in the northeast. Well, you would know. In fact, last week you didn't you give me kind of like a you know Insta weather
0: update looking out the window? It was dark and stormy. Al, today it's it's uh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like hazy and humid, and we're expecting a rainstorm oh, in about fun. an hour, but then it's going to clear up.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, and and you got big rain yesterday, right? Because the um, wasn't there a delay with the Yankees-Tigers, if I recall?
0: I don't know about that, but I do know that walking to the ferry last night around, around 8 o'clock-ish, uh, I had to go around a very large puddle because it rained so hard throughout the afternoon. Yeah. So I can speak to that. Well, that, that, that stinks. Yeah, well, well, I walked you know, around so that. I, 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 I survived.
1: <laughs> That's, I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, it, it's funny because I, I exchanged uh, emails with my father every morning. And so you know who usually say, oh, you know we're going to get big storms today. I'm like, okay, you know that's 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 nice or <laughs> it's not so nice. But then I but then I'm watching baseball. It's like, oh, there really is rain in the Northeast. Like it's not real for me unless it involves baseball.
0: Oh, gotcha. That's when it's tangible. Exactly. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> so
1: so all this stuff uh, in in Minneapolis, it's it's all just uh, abstract to me. But uh, until you, you know, turn if I knew on somebody there, yeah, it's that's right.
0: Until it affects Miguel <laughs> Sino. The
1: twins. It, that it, That's what I was going to say. Yeah, no, no Byron Buxton for me tonight. Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, oh, Al, By the, the way, good news. You, uh, taking us off the, speaking of taking us off the that? tracks, uh, I've moved into second to last place in AL tout thanks to a strong Byron Buxton performance the last few days. Now that you mention him, I'm happy to jog jog your memory on that one. Yeah, I just felt I should share.
1: Yeah, I've I've got Buxton in the mixed tout and benched him this week. So so there's that.
0: Well, not always uh, had a choice, Al. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I can start an injured Chris Coghlan in his spot if you'd like.
1: Good good call there. <laughs> Very good call there. Uh, <laughs> well, we do have some lineups for games that that are extremely likely to happen. Uh, we got the White Sox and the Red Sox. Miguel Gonzalez, Rick Porcello, uh, your buddy Larry Garcia. Uh, leading off in a right field. He's been getting a lot of playing time with um, Avisael Garcia on the DL. You know, did I pronounce that right, Lurie? I, I think it's Iowa you say about Lurie. The pronunciation. I say Lurie. I, mean, I do, too. You, I, I did a podcast with Fred Zinke this morning. It's actually and, Zinke? Uh, he, he pronounced.
0: I thought it was Zinke. No, it is Zinky. Zinke. Yeah. yeah. Well, he said Leary. <laughs> I would just actually, uh, if anyone would know, I think it would be Fred Zickey goes on MLB Network. I'm sure he's got to be on top of his pronunciation game for that.
1: Yeah. No, I, he's definitely a go-to uh, pronunciation uh, authority for me. But yo, yo, on Moncada, I'm pretty confident on that pronunciation. He is back in the lineup. That wasn't too bad for Moncada with the the knee issue, uh, and he's batting cleanup too.
0: Yeah, look who's sitting right behind him, a potential guy that you wanted to trade uh, for in score sheet. Who I took. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Nick Delmonico. Yeah, we, I got an email from Al, and he's like, Ooh. hey, uh, I might want a, I, a potential trade with Nick Delmonico. I'm like, okay, cool. And then never heard from you again until, you know, Nando Thursday. He never brought it up again. And now he's bat fifth.
1: I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. And speaking of things I forget about, the, the, providing me with the the perfect smooth segue. Uh, well, first of all, we got a few news items, and I'll, I'll get to these in dribs and drabs because, frankly, there's not that many of them. But uh, Greg Holland is uh, potentially available today. That game just got started. Mets and Rockies, that's still on the top of the first. Uh, Mets are up. Uh, and Greg Holland cut his finger with a kitchen knife, but he could still be available today. And that, that reminds me of the time Matt Cain, I think he even went, went on the DL, and I think it was for a while, because he, he cut his finger making fancy triangle sandwiches. Do you remember that? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I don't remember it being fancy, fa- I don't f- fancy being in the That's the only reason update. I remember it is because, <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> that was in the news update somewhere. That's how I remember it still, like, four years <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs> thought it was fancy triangle sandwiches that Matt Cain, uh, that landed Matt Cain on the DL for several weeks. Uh, so, but Greg Holland not nearly so bad could be available uh, for today's game. And the other thing I wanted to mention, and, and uh, speaking of things that I forgot on a show, probably right around this time last week, Nando, although maybe not because you were on this time last week, but um, I was advising people pick up Herman Marquez because he's had four really good starts in a row. Uh, I think the last one was against the Nationals. The, the previous three were all really cake matchups. But then he had this great, like, the best of all the starts was against the Nationals. So I thought, well, maybe there's something to this. Get him now before, you know, before the rush because he's going to face the Mets next week. Well, that's that's happening right now. Uh, so, yeah, Marquez pitching the top of the first there. So if uh, – I, I forgot to, to follow my own advice. I did not pick up Herman Marquez anywhere. <laughs> So, so I'm kind of hoping this doesn't go well. But um, any interest there if this does go well for Marquez today?
0: Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm still, not, look, I'm still not fully out of the whole Colorado is bad for pitchers mode. Um, all things considered, you know, throughout the minors, he wasn't that great. Strikeout rate wasn't, you know, th- there's nowhere in his uh, entire minor league career where he had a strikeout per nine of nine. I, I that's what I need, like, first and foremost out of a pitcher in the minor leagues, is that strikeout rate above nine. Um, if you're not doing that, I don't even bother to look at ERA and whip, really. I just kind of pass, and he doesn't have that. And then you go even, you know, for argument's sake, go to the, the ERA and whip, and it wasn't even that great either. So, no? Yeah, no, no. I, I'm pretty much with you
1: on that. Um, I've, I've sort of resisted, and that's all, you know, when he had those good starts against teams that weren't very good, I was like, meh. He's, he's kind of meh, you know? Uh, but then, when he had the best start against the Nationals, I mean, it's still, it's one game. Uh, we're going to actually later on the show, talk about a whole bunch of pitchers who had great starts where you wouldn't necessarily have expected them to. It happens obviously. Right. Uh, in fact, Vance Worley had a great start against the Nationals, which you probably wouldn't have counted on, but, um,
0: Oh, you know, you know what? I'm I trying to be
1: open-minded I read too m- about this. So I, I'm, I'm trying to say, yeah, I'm with you, but I'm, you know, maybe there's something there that, that you and I have missed.
0: I know Vance Worley's coming up later. Um, I picked him up because I had no pitchers in the dynasty league, the Scott White dynasty league. I just I had to like to see any mm-hmm. probable starting pitcher I need because I miscalculated um, uh, the guy on the Angels having starting pitcher eligibility. He didn't. Uh, oh god! Well, I hate it when that happens. That like Usmaro Petite, like someone someone like that, whoever it is, it's pitching for the Angels. He yeah. was all relief. So I'm like, oh, I'm screwed. What am I gonna do? And I went through every probable pitcher for the entire week, and the only one of any kind of hope or value was Vance Worley. I'm like, all right, I'll take my 2.5 for the week. And then he was amazing. Well, not amazing. But he was good. Yeah. That's, that.
1: yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember now, because so, it wasn't Petit. It was another guy you're talking about, right, on the Angels?
0: Uh, yeah. It, uh, he's in that Usmero The, the, the rookie who's the scrib- Scribner, right? No, it wasn't Scribner. Oh, no. uh, I'll find it. Sorry. I'll, I'll find it in a second and take us back off the rails. I'll pull up my Dynasty League Okay, team. sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> sounds
1: good. Well, um, you provide me with another amazing segue, because speaking of guys that I picked up in the Sky White Dynasty League and uh, didn't think about the uh, <laughs> eligibility, Chris Flexen left yesterday's start uh, at Colorado with a blister. So um, don't know if he will be ready to uh, make a his next turn in the Mets rotation. Uh, George Springer. Yesterday, uh, did some agility uh, some agility drills. He sprinted uh, first time he did those things. But AJ Hinch says that a Friday return, which would be the first day that Springer would be eligible, is unlikely. That report from MLB.com. And Julio Tehran left his uh, start yesterday after just five innings with a right thigh cramp. So he did not get visited by general cramping, which is one of my favorite uh, Twitter <laughs> accounts. It's uh, specified <laughs> cramping. <laughs> uh, and I, I do want to talk about uh, the end of that game because Rosaviscaeno came in and got the save. Um, I think that's an interesting bullpen situation there in Atlanta. We do not have time, however, right now, uh, Nando, because we got to head to break again. But when we come back, we'll talk about that Braves bullpen situation. I promise we'll talk about Asher Wojciechowski and a whole bunch of pitchers who uh, shut teams out yesterday. So stick around. We'll be right back with all that. Welcome back. You are listening to FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm Al Melchior, your host. Joining me for this whole hour, Nando Defino, And we're going to get to all kinds of stuff, Nando and I. uh, We're going to talk about Jesse Winker, too. We get tons of questions about him, and and rightfully so. Uh, Before we get to any of that, you should know that you, yes you, can now take the world's premier 24-7 Fantasy Sports Radio Network with you wherever you go. Just download the Fantasy Sports Radio app in the iTunes Store or on Google Play and listen for free anytime, anywhere. You're, you can hear Tony Cicada on the treadmill, Benny Riccardi in the car, or Greg Sussman on the subway, or just relax with the king on the couch, or with Jake Seeley when you're out jogging. We'll keep you updated and informed wherever you go. Get the Fantasy Sports Radio app for free right now in the iTunes Store or on Google Play and take the experts with you. And Nanda, there's there's absolutely nothing that is funny about that that promo read and yet I don't know if you can tell but there were two different times where I almost totally cracked up. And I don't know why. <laughs> You've done this one before too.
0: <laughs> the, this every is the first, show. It's not the first time you're reading this stuff. <laughs>
1: no. Uh, just one of those days, I guess. One of those moods. That's right. Uh, anyhow, but yeah, download the app. I love your promo for the app by the way. Oh, thanks. That was just That is it is freestyle is genuinely funny yeah
0: appreciate that al thank you
1: uh yeah my pleasure all right so a uh, couple of uh rotation developments and Nando, you'd said earlier in the show if if a guy comes out of the minor leagues without a strikeout per inning at some point you you just say no thank you so here's a couple maybe you'll be intrigued by uh mentioned earlier that, uh, or at least alluded to earlier, that the Angels are uh, actually making a couple of changes. Tyler Skaggs yes. is going to start on Saturday, coming off the DL. You're excited about that, okay? I own, I own a Troy lot of Tyler Scribner. Skaggs,
0: and I love Tyler Skaggs. So me yes. too, yeah.
1: me too. And I don't own, own any of them, but maybe I can. Maybe it's early enough. I can, I can change that uh, by this weekend. But making his first major league start is uh, Troy Scribner. He is going to start on Friday, and Jesse Chavez is going to the pen. So that's how the Angels are making room for both uh, Skaggs and Scribner. So obviously, you're you're interested in Skaggs. You already own Skaggs. We love Tyler Skaggs. But uh, what about Troy Scribner?
0: Uh, Troy Scribner actually took the spot of my beloved. It was Yusmero Petit, by the way. Who I had, oh okay yeah, I, I really thought he was going to get maybe another shot because he did well in the you know the, the bullpen start they're calling it. Um, mm-hmm. But alas, Troy Scribner steps up. Um, kind of like him. I mixed feel again mixed feelings on him. You look at the minor leagues, tremendous strikeout rates, like really nice whip and ERA early on. I think as he started to rise up, um, he didn't really get hammered. I mean, again, I, the way I look at it is strikeout rate. Then I go to whip. Then I go to ERA um, because I think we talked about this last week or two weeks ago. When you you know you see an inflated ERA and a low whip, that speaks to control and probably a bad defense. So I'm okay if if the if the whip is sitting like 1.10 and the ERA is three or above you know 1.15 or 3 or above and that's what he's done um calling me intrigued he's not one of those guys that's on any of my dynasty leagues who i obsess over but um i do like him like i I like him fine how about that
1: yeah well i think i think if you like jc ramirez and i kind of like him in in a you know streamer and a 12-team league kind of way own him in the 15-team tout you know good, good there uh, you know, stream him on and off the bench, uh, mostly based on whether he's pitching at home or not. Uh, if you like him, you should really like Scribner, uh, because like you said, a lot of good strikeout rates in the past, and that low whip, high ERA combo that you talk about, that's also very characteristic of fly ball pitchers, and he is very decidedly one, but at Angel Stadium, again, you know, I mean, Chavez was you know too much of a, a fly ball pitcher and allowed too much hard contact to even do well there, but maybe Scribner... Uh, they're kind of loaded with these guys. Uh, Parker Bridwell fits that. that uh, I think he's not as much of a strikeout guy, but, you know, fits that, that fly ball profile. Low ER, or, uh, well, potentially high ERA. It's been low. But, I, yeah, I, I'm intrigued. Al, do I'm intrigued you, by Troy Scribner.
0: Do you feel like Troy Scribner is um, kind of like unfairly thought of as Evan Scribner? Um, because initially when I saw Scribner, I'm like, oh, Evan Scribner, the guy has been around forever. I'm like, no, it's Troy Scribner. His brother, uh, who I think actually—I mean—is is is a a better pitcher. Not that Evan Scribner's bad, but you know, Troy Scribner seems uh, more polished coming out of the minor leagues, and I think we feel like we've kind of seen what I, Evan Scribner has done. But Troy Scribner's kind of intriguing.
1: I I mean, I don't even know when, because I mean, I, I think of, of Evan Scribner as, as a reliever. I don't. I mean, I'm sure at some point he was a starter, but I don't even know to be honest. Uh, I liked a couple years ago. I, I thought Scribner. Uh, Evan, got to specify here. Um, yes, you know maybe had some closer had some closer potential. So I like have liked him a lot. He has crazy good control. Evan Scribner.
0: That's true. That's a good point. I, 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 I like just looked both. at him like In Evan Scribner, own- Troy Scribner. Weird. Who knew?
1: Yeah, uh, I, I will have the same initial reaction, and and of course along with that is well why is he starting? He's a reliever.
0: <laughs> right,
1: right. <laughs> So now there's a good reason for that. And how about uh, Asher Wojciechowski? He's going to replace Tim Edelman in the Reds' rotation, I believe. On Friday is when that changes. Um, But he's you know been a a pitch to contact guy for quite a while, and then this year his he's really broken out and looks like he could be a strikeout guy.
0: Yeah, I I don't know um, if that breakout is for real. I I have no you know your entire career you, you. like you say, low strikeout rate, sevens, whatever, sixes, whatever, and then you jump to ten like this. Um, I thought oh, that was kind of look. I, I believe in breakouts. I believe that as you know, you get older, you get these chances, you do well. I, I was always kind of carrying the Chris Davis flag, um, and mm-hmm. you know that's the prime example, I guess, Chris Davis three, four years ago. But I, I don't, I don't have that same kind of feeling with Wojciechowski. I just think that his, his ERA and WHIP were, were too high. His control's not excellent. Um, you know, we're going on minor league numbers again. Uh it's uh, I don't know. I just it's one of those I see the name and I'm like maybe, but 80% of me says no. I like I'd rather go for Robert Stevenson I, than Asher Wojciechowski. If that's I don't know if that's a normal Well,
1: stance I think that's to take. totally normal. All right. Yeah. Well, how about Sal uh, Romano? Yeah, i was gonna then? say I, I it, yeah, not uh, yeah, I'd rather I I'm more interested in Romano, but you know you said, you know, you see the name. I see the name and I say I got to copy and paste that. <laughs> Cuz I'm not going to Oh yeah, I guess inadvertently. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's always my first thought with uh, Asher Wojciechowski, which I just recently realized that the C's are silent uh, in his name from Fred Ziegler. Uh, I'm, you know, color me, color me intrigued. No, no, no. This is all, all on my own. <laughs> nice or not, not? I mean, I learned it from somewhere, but not, not from Fred. We don't need you, Fred. I'm also not just, just making, making it up. Well, let's talk relievers. We haven't done that yet. All really. right, great. Uh, so Rodas Vizcaino got the save last night for the Braves. That's supposedly a, a committee-type situation because uh, Brian Snitger said that uh, he was removing Johnson as the primary closer, which is kind of a sneaky way to put it. I just believe that Vizcaino is the closer, whether Snitger is saying it or not. Uh, are you taking him more at his word, or... Uh, You think Vizcaino's just uh, good to go and and needs to be picked up?
0: Uh, You know, I think it's going to come in bunches. I don't think it's going to be like Vizcaino with two saves, then Johnson sneaks one in. I think maybe you see Vizcaino with like five or six saves. You see Johnson maybe right himself uh, in the seventh or eighth innings, whenever it is. Uh, I think we've seen this happen before a couple times with the veteran taken out of the role, and like all of a sudden he's gone six innings with you know nine strikeouts, three hits, and no runs allowed. And then Johnson finishes the season like from September on, getting you know, eight saves after everyone's given up on him. I think that's how it's going to play out. I, my, my other option would be Vizcaeno just takes it and runs with it. But I don't think it's going to be like a by committee thing. I think it's going to be a rotation, if anything. A strict rotation like that, like five, then ma- ten. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me.
1: And yeah, that's a, a, I just think Vizcaeno's good. I you know I think he's going to get those you know five or six saves and, and then there's you know not going to be any impetus to to put Johnson back in there uh, unless they were going to try to you know this would have to happen pretty quickly unless the Braves wanted to you know rebuild his value for a, a post waiver trade you know deal um, right I, I think that's pretty unlikely
0: though well like a three so weeks I I've compared. Yeah, you know, take two weeks to get him right, and then that last so week he goes nuts, and then he passes through waivers fine, and they can trade him somewhere. You got this all figured out? Well, I don't know. I'm just I'm guessing. Like that's how I would write the Jim Johnson story, though. I mean, I feel like <laughs> we've seen something like this before. I would buy that. Thanks, thanks the Jim so. Johnson story. <laughs> By Disney.
1: Whether you were the credited author or the ghost author, uh, I would I would buy that book. Thanks, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, no, I. I <laughs> uh, speaking of buying, are you buying um, Brad Ziegler as the Marlins' closer from here on out, or you think uh, Bear Claw could you know come off the DL and snatch that away, or, or one of the other Marlins relievers?
0: I was kind of sitting on Tazawa for like a, for a few hours uh, on trade deadline day, and then they announced Ziegler. I mean, anytime you come off the DL, you've got that worry of reaggravation. I like Ziggler. Um, I think I like him more because he's so entertaining on Twitter and he has you know, a baseball card collection. He's really into collectibles, and I can relate to that. Uh, but I just, I, I don't know, man. I think it would be Tozawa before Bearclaw. Uh, Bearclaw. Um, and then, I, I don't know. I, that's just something I would stay away from. But if you made me pick one of them, I think I would go with Ziggler just on the shot that, you know, if he has a four-something ERA but still gets 10 saves the rest of the way, uh, I think that's the most likely scenario.
1: Yeah, no, I, 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 I like him. I mean, to me, the big question was just health coming right off the DL, but uh, clo- he closed out the uh, Marlins game against the Nationals on Tuesday. Gave up a couple of hits, but got a, got a bunch of ground balls, a couple of them, you know, found uh, found the gap. But uh, I think I think Ziggler will be fine. So uh, I think he's – I'd rather have Vizcaeno. Um You get the Ks with Vizcaeno. Yes. But, um, you yeah, know, I think they're both going to be – just fine as closers so time to head out for another break uh when we come back whole bunch of uh, kind of surprising pitching performances and a twitter poll that goes with them yay all right well we'll be right back
0: have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand
1: Welcome back. This is FanRack Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Al Melchior. And with me today, because it's Nando Thursday, is Nando DeFino. Uh, So Nando, let's uh, dig into some of the pitching performances from Wednesday, which was the day before Nando Thursday. (laughs) Um, I put a poll up on Twitter. You like like, uh, how I keep track of that?
0: Yeah. Well, what's Wednesday? Uh, You got to start theming the rest of the days here um, so I don't get a big Uh, head. Yeah, I'm a little 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 behind on that it's i don't know if
1: you do this but i mean for the baseball season i, I keep track of everything by what fantasy week number it is
0: uh i used to do that uh, and then i just like, stopped counting yeah
1: yeah yeah that's that sounds saner
0: <laughs> well i mean if i don't have to do it
1: <laughs> uh plus the plus there's and it's confusing too because some sites uh you know combine the two weeks around the all-star break is one and it's it's just mayhem so but uh I, I count the three day week as as a full week, probably a, a leftover for my my CBS days. Well, I mean, I you know it's it, their their default.
0: A week is a week is a week, Al. I mean, you know, right? if it keeps people sane, if you're using the fifty two week calendar instead of for whatever reason in this strange world, you know, doing a Thermidorian revolution and just making All Star Week into one week, the week and the week <laughs> after it, <laughs> just be natural, right?
1: Okay. Yeah. Thank, yeah, thank you for validating. <laughs> the L system works
0: for me. Uh,
1: <laughs> all right, well, uh, uh, let's get to the Twitter poll here. Uh, results that I found really, really surprising. Uh, so you talked about picking up the Vanimal, Vance Worley, for uh, your Scott White Dynasty League team, and, uh, of course, he came through for you. Oh, I can't believe uh, that but happened. But there were I several pitchers. Uh, maybe there's, it's related somehow. We'll have to figure figure that out uh, and, and exploit that to our own advantage. But uh, there were several pitchers uh, on Wednesday who are just historically low-K guys. Worley certainly fits into that category, uh, who just did really, really well. And it, it wasn't, for the most part, like they had these uh, outlier big strikeout games. They just kind of did, you know, they, they did what they do. And shut down the opposition. So Worley went seven scoreless against the Nationals with three strikeouts. Uh, Jeremy Hellickson, in his first start with the Orioles, went seven scoreless with three strikeouts against the Royals. Andrew Kashner and Nando, we've we've had extended discussions on here uh, about Andrew Kashner. So yes, I'm have. happy to reopen that one up. He went six innings, gave up one run uh, with four strikeouts. Uh, no walks for Kashner, which is kind of notable. Uh, Jordan Zimmerman went seven, and ah, I uh, have an error in my notes here, so I'm going uh, to, I think that was scoreless. Yeah, it was definitely scoreless. I just didn't put it in the notes. Oh. Uh, that was against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium, uh, but he, had, he did get six strikeouts. It's a little bit of an outlier there for Jordan Zimmerman. And then just to kind of fill out the list, JC Ramirez. I'm not really sure if he's a strikeout pitcher or what he seems all over the map every week, but he only got three strikeouts uh, against the Phillies, but when eight scoreless Daniel Gossett had a nice seven inning start with just five Ks giving up one run uh, at the giants, Austin Pruitt, I think has some strikeout potential, but only got three Ks against the Astros, but not too many people escape uh, Houston with a big strikeout count. Um, and then the, the weird one, Brent Suter, who throws in the mid-80s but is getting strikeouts <laughs> and got seven strikeouts, uh, and, but did not have a good start. So it was like bizarro world for, for Brent Suter uh, last night. So we'll kind of leave him to the side. But I, you know, Twitter polls, they only uh, let you do four. So I took four of these, pretty much the four guys who you know, most consistently put up low strikeout rates. And ask the question, which one of these low-K starters do you trust the most in fantasy? Kashner, uh, Helixson, Worley, and Jordan Zimmerman. So, Nanda, did you happen to take a peek at this? Or I, I hope you didn't, actually.
0: No, I haven't, actually. I, I, I didn't really look at Twitter at all today, Al. Uh, I just you know, retweeted some of our package things. So, let me guess.
1: Okay, well, this is good. So, the, the bl- a blind look here. So, again, Kashner, Helixson, Worley, Zimmerman. Well, let me ask you two questions. Who would you trust, trust the most, and who do you think the Twitter respondents trusted the most? Well,
0: look, I, I hate being like the Adamazer, let me couch this question with a, a, an asterisk. I think I would trust Kashner, but I don't trust him to stay healthy. <laughs> like, in a perfect world where Andrew Kashner wouldn't have any injury ah. issues, I, I think I would trust him to keep this up the most. Uh, but I... Jordan Zimmerman, who I've never liked a lot because of the low strikeouts, I, I think he uh, kind of was getting unfairly battered. Uh, well, maybe not unfairly, but uncharacteristically battered. Uh, I think he's a better pitcher, and I think we're seeing a lot of that lately. So I would, I would say Zimmerman, number one. Hellickson, two. Kashner, three. Worley, four. For me, I would guess that the vote maybe was tight with Kashner and Hellickson up top. Zimmerman, third. Then Worley, probably a distant fourth.
1: Okay, you're pretty close closer than me. I would have thought probably Zimmerman would have won this or maybe Kashner um, Zimmerman just because of the you know kind of name recognition past history he's he's been on a roll lately uh, i I pretty much expected that he would win out um, and and you know Kashner a, a lot of people myself included all season long have been trying to kind of figure him out. Um, We've talked about before, like I said. But Hellickson won on a landslide. Wow. 49%. I did not see that coming. Because I never see anybody on Twitter say anything positive ever about Jeremy Hellickson from a fantasy perspective. Silent majority. I was shocked. I guess so. I guess so. So 49% for Hellickson, 26% for Zimmerman, 22% for Kashner, and poor Vance Worley, only 3%. Uh, You, of course, know differently. Uh, now, yeah. but uh, and I, he def, definitely has the best nickname of the group. So, um, anyhow, so let, let, let's break these guys down, and I definitely want to start with Kashner, because I, I do think he's the most interesting. He's been so consistent this year. The The control has been a little bit better. I mean, it was horrible when he first started the season, and he was coming off the DL from the first couple of weeks, but he doesn't get a whole lot of strikeouts. Uh, control is still a little bit shaky, and yet he's got a, a 3.36 ERA, pitching in Texas in the in the American League. Uh, let's see, the WHIP is eh, not all that good, 1.35. But uh, you know, I mean, he's he's got stats that are definitely usable. Um, I mean, do you, we? I'll revisit this as we talked about a couple weeks ago. In fact, let me recap that because I made the argument he's been among the leaders in terms of lowest average fly ball distance he still is uh, I'm not exactly sure how he's achieving that but he continues to be consistent with that and you said well when the weather heats up that's probably going to regress so it's August now I I think he's had a fair trial to regress and he hasn't done
0: it alright Al thanks I was wrong I'll see you next Thursday <laughs> Just bring me on here to make fun of I'm,
1: I'm just, I'm just putting, i I'm I'm, 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 I'm putting out my side of the, my side of the debate. I, I was kind of buying into it before. I thought you made an excellent point, and I'm like, okay, let's, let's wait and see. And he is still, he is out of 118 pitchers who have allowed 50 fly balls. That's a pretty, pretty good sample. He has the third lowest. The only two pitchers who have allowed fly balls to travel less on average, Ty Block. And James Paxton, and the wow. leaderboard's kind of fascinating, both at the top and the bottom. It, it already a sounds lot of fascinating. Really, as you'd expect, there's a lot of, which yeah. is usually three names. It sounds Type fascinating. Is kind of a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just uh, on the other side of Cashner, Maeda, John Lester, Max Scherzer, Rich Hill, Michael Fulmer, Jose Quintana, Jordan Montgomery, and yet he's still giving up a ton of home runs. And then Danny Duffy and Dan Straley. So for the most part, these are big time flyball pitchers who are Pretty good at keeping the ball in the park. And then at the other end, the highest is Masahiro Tanaka, followed by Felix Hernandez, Erasmo Ramirez, Wade Miley, Joe Ross, Robbie Ray, Carmart, Matt Shoemaker, Anthony, excuse me, Antonio Santatella, and Zach Davies. So that mostly makes sense to me.
0: Sure. I kinda like that the latter group better. If you, if, you, if you made me pick a group that I like and I want on all my teams, I would go with the latter group. I don't know if that's an obvious oh, that's a bit of analysis, but I,
1: I not at all. Cause I, give, I, I mean, look, yeah, would I, would I rather have you know Robbie Ray, you know, assuming he, he you know, winds up being okay, um, you know, than you know the guys on the other end. I mean, those were you know mostly finessey guys, but he had Scherzer and Hill, Quintana, Paxton. That was kind of a, a mix. And, and Lester. Right. It kind of a mixed bag. You get Tanaka. Yeah, these are more the power pitchers.
0: Yeah, Tanaka and Martinez yeah. are two. Like, I mean, you could win or lose a league if those two are anchoring your rotation, I think. Especially with the, with the weirdness that Tanaka has been showing off this year. Yeah. That, that latter group just kind of so, jumped out not, to me I mean, a little I think, more.
1: So, you know, but, I mean, that you put kind of an interesting angle on it. One, one I hadn't really looked at it through, uh, which is there, I think maybe there are a few more kind of finesse types. Kashner, Block, um, Fulmer, and that latter group. Um, so I've been looking at this as a plus that Kashner doesn't uh, allow a lot of long flies. But maybe that just you know means that he's just got a, a, a slimmer margin of error to work on. It's not necessarily a, a sign of a great thing.
0: Well, I always said that when it starts to get a little uh, cooler in the fall months, Kashner's going to regress. So we'll just wait for that turnaround. <laughs> you know what's crazy? You know what that's crazy? what they call yeah. What, that's what they call what? That's just to say that's what they call, that's not what they
1: call on cable news a pivot.
0: <laughs> yeah, Cashner. Uh, <laughs> here's why I think this could be real. It's it's almost like exactly what CC Sabathia did. Um, Velocity's almost totally gone from injury or whatever. You know, maybe just getting older, injury, blah blah blah. And he's just kind of changed the way he's pitched, and I think he's finding success. Uh, maybe quicker and. Um, you know a little more uh, i guess reliably than sabathia did i think sabathia maybe was stubborn for a little while that you know didn't make that that change where uh you see cashner six miles per hour off his ball since you know 2010 2011 and he's making it work just a different pitcher yeah yeah
1: i agree we'll we'll see this month with the weather how how that works out for him but uh i don't know interesting guy Anyway, uh, we got to head to break. We'll come back. We'll actually talk about some hitters on this very pitchy, pitching heavy show. So stick around. We'll be right back.
0: Packed with tons of in depth insights from the industry's top experts, we get you fully prepared for a championship campaign with a deluxe draft package that includes projections, strategy articles, sleepers, busts, a cheat sheet generator, and so much more. And you're guaranteed additional access throughout the regular season. So put your gloves on now, even while it's hot outside, and get into mid season form. Go to rotoexperts.com and register for the 2017 Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Enter code FREE RADIO at checkout for a very special discount.
1: Welcome back to FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm Al Melchior, your host and my guest for today. Nando DeFino, because it is Nando Thursday. And uh, Nando, last segment we talked about Michael Fulmer as one of those pitchers who has a lot of fly balls but doesn't allow them to go very far. Got some uh, not great news. He just went on the DL. That's a shame, man. He's got... It is. It is. He has right elbow uh, ulnar neuritis. 10-day uh, DL for Michael Fulmer. So uh, bad, bad break for the. Uh, I would. I was going to say Tigers' ace. I mean, I think everybody would agree nominally that's Justin Verlander. But I, I, I trust Fulmer more than anybody in that
0: rotation. I would say. I'd still go Verlander. That's. I'm just an old-fashioned weirdo, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hope never dies. Let's save a little time. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's been better lately. Um But let's make time for a few hitters here, and I definitely want to talk about Jesse Winker because uh, he got got called up a couple days ago and has already hit a couple of home runs. He hit his second home run of the season against the Pirates on Wednesday in a 2-for-5 game. Uh, He hit two home runs in all of 347 plate appearances at AAA. So I guess he's done now for home runs in Cincinnati. (laughs) That's it. Is that how it works? Yeah, I think, yeah that's, yeah, <laughs> uh, but people, people are just all over jesse uh, Jesse Winker, and I, I kind of get it. I mean a lot of people that are asking me questions about him they're you know they're citing the great plate discipline the the excellent obP uh, uh, uh potential that he has, so I get it, and you say, okay, well if he can add some power to this and he's in that great ballpark, uh what's not to like, but it's hard for me to reconcile. This kind of power, and, and it is such a tiny sample too, with what he's done the last couple of seasons in the minors. Yeah, but uh, is
0: that is that being too, I don't know, too pessimistic? Well, I mean, if we think Wojciechowski has broken through, I mean, I guess you could make the same argument. And also, it seems like anyone who comes up in Cincinnati is uh, is suddenly a home run machine, especially if you're an outfielder. I mean, I, I didn't expect if you go. Th- in fact, I had a supplemental, very deep National League only draft, and I I had Scott Van Slyke on my radar. Um, because I think at some point, maybe he pops up in that outfield and starts hammering home runs, too. Maybe not this year, possibly next year. It's keeper league. Um, but I, I, oh, do, okay. I do feel like there's something going on in Cincinnati, maybe the ballpark, maybe the philosophy, maybe the hitting coach, that is really turning a lot of these guys who have had okay power numbers in the minors into uh, just hammering, slugging outfielders.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's one thing when you're talking about Scott Shebler, who had decent power. I mean, Winker, yeah, back in, in uh, A-ball, had some okay power but uh double AA, a triple a there's just really not been much and even when you make the comparison with Wojciechowski I mean that breakout has occurred in triple a I mean it's just like you know, Winker comes up doesn't hit for any power <laughs> in triple a and then comes up and bashes two home runs right away it's just you know it's just weird uh, yeah. other people are, are more excited about this than I am but I, I hope to be wrong on this one um, but uh, let's just uh, talk a couple of catchers here. Yadri Molina went three for four yesterday with a couple of homers, numbers 11 and 12, and hit his 16th double uh, at Milwaukee. So he's now fifth in roto value, uh, according to the ESPN. Player Raider, one spot ahead of Gary Sanchez, and he's just behind Sanchez in CBS uh, Standard Points. So is that is that a fair comparison to make? You have your Molina and Gary Sanchez. Man, I, I'm having a hard time with that one, too.
0: I think if you did the poll, I think everyone would be I think Sanchez would be like 85 to 15. Um, just I, I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe it's wrong. I mean, look, the numbers say it's not that close <laughs> or not that far away. But I don't know. Well, I, I I think I would go with Gary Sanchez there, too.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm part of the 85 no, no, percent. Yeah, me you. too. So uh, well, Nadal, <laughs> thank you for sp- thank you for spending the hour. You're on FanRag Fantasy Baseball.
0: Anytime, Al. I love it. Next time. Just like the good old days, baby.
1: (laughs) That's right. That's right. All right. Well, I will be back tomorrow. So hope you'll join me then, too. Stay tuned for On Target. Have a great one.